welcome to this bonus episode of Marvellous Pod, where we'll be looking back on the whole at What If Season 1. I'm Laura, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Abby. Hello. And Matthew. What if? I, yes. do, it, I do that every week. <laughs> when, when we sit down to watch it and it comes on, and my wife looks at me. When the title comes up, she just sits there looking at me, waiting for me. I can't believe you've withheld that. I know, like this, I know. This episode, honestly. I'm growing as a person, clearly. Hi. Hi. I wasn't sure if it was going to be like a verse and a chorus. And... <laughs> what <Whatever. laughs> uh, That's well, from the Creed song. What if? Oh, good. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, well, you've completely thrown me. Thank you. <laughs> so let's dive in with your overall thoughts on the season. Matthew, with words or, or song, how have you like? <laughs> I should have pulled up the lyrics, shouldn't I? Because that's pretty much the only lyric I can remember. <laughs> um, I, I'm a little mixed on it, to be fair. And and we're going to get into some detail on the, uh, aspects of our favourites and not favourites and so on. Which, thinking about those, has helped me sort of come to a bit of a conclusion about it. That it was fine, but I'm not recommending it to anyone. Mm. I think I think it's there for people who are really into the MCU to see something, and even then, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Abby, what did you think overall? I, I agree that that doing the homework has been quite um, quite revealing in a way, and some of the things that stand out in my mind most annoy me because they're not necessarily the things I like most on the way and they're not necessarily in episodes I like so I think this is going to be an interesting conversation Mm. Um, I think that this has really been in in itself a great summary of the MCU because I think anyone who likes anything in the MCU will have seen something they like in this Mm. and anyone who doesn't like anything in the MCU will have that absolutely confirmed also by this so i think whatever the mcu is or is not for you it will be similarly confirmed somewhere along the way in this series Mm. um it it does feel like like a nice way to look back on everything that's happened so far which is odd considering it's all about things that didn't happen (laughs) 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 yeah when i sat down to think about this i thought i don't really remember a lot of it <laughs> i've caught it off abby sorry <laughs> so i did a speedy speed uh, speedy rewatch i only got up to episode seven but i mean at least you know then eight to nine are relatively recent still and it's as you say it's really mixed i don't hate hate any of it one of them's quite close to that but i don't um but it's then actually when we were doing the homework and I was noting my favourite moments and they just kept coming and coming and coming to the point that I just stopped because <clears throat> I thought, well, look, this, this is getting ridiculous. But there was loads of moments in, I think, every episode, every episode that I you know really liked um, more in some others than others. And I think it's an interesting point, Matthew. Would I recommend it? I think I would recommend certain episodes as standalone episodes. Mm. Okay. Uh, although if someone was you know really into it and somehow hadn't watched it yet then sorry was really into marvel and somehow hadn't watched it yet then yes Mm. i would say absolutely but just be prepared it's a bit up and down ah so you're speaking to our friend mandy who hasn't watched this oh 
Mm. Mandy start did Mandy start? Mm. And then decided it wasn't and just and just hasn't had time or interest in it. Which, yeah, which uh, I understand with it being Captain Carter and mm-hmm. what we talked about in that pod. Mm. Mm. I think Abby, you made a comment a couple of episodes ago that I think is the sort of high point of this series that I, I, I want to appreciate it for, that by the time you come to the Ultron and Watcher moments, and that sort of combination in, in that second to last episode, it's the first time this year we've had it really delivering on set up, set up, set up, and now we're going to deliver something overarching for what's come before. Where and I, I, you know, I think you went into this like one division. The TV stuff sort of drifted away a bit, and Winter, uh, Winter and Falcon Soldier were all over the, <laughs> all over the place a little bit. Loki felt like it was just set up for the next thing to come anyway. But in this, it really got to a point of oh, the multiverse is important, and now we're going to talk about why it's important and what happens. And and you know, I I I, I very much appreciate it for that perspective. Yeah, it's been satisfying in a way that I think we haven't always been able to be satisfied by the MCU TV so far. Um, And it's been a thing in itself. It it felt like it had an overarching design and that there were lots of different takes and lots of hands involved in this, but that there was this thread, which also, when you think about how I think even even in sort of episode seven, I was still saying, no, nah, no, nah, it's not going to come together. No, it's it's just, you know, it's interesting. It's subtle. Mm. And I, I really like, actually, that it wasn't so focused on how it was going to come together as it was going along. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was nice. I think also the fact that we had given up on that happening probably helped. <laughs> <laughs> or I had given up on it. Yeah, I think one of the things that, while looking back over it, I don't, I don't find it as satisfying as some of the other things we've seen. So for me, one division is still way above this. Okay. Is that I miss the serialized character arcs. So the Watcher, I feel had has a you know a good arc across all of the episodes, and I absolutely agree. It came together well in the end, but it came together well in the end because they could just because of the multiverse concept, and they they didn't have to plant things along the way of the finale to work because they mm. could literally just pull Captain mm. Carter out and um, and armoured Gamora I don't know what she's called Thanos killing Gamora out and, and you know and, and so there didn't need to be the, the character set up or, or the arcs that you'd expect to then pay off at the end but I, th- I think did it really well but I, yeah I do miss that kind of slower build of things mm-hmm. mm. and, and very clearly you you talk about recommending. You could say, like, okay, watch one, three, five, seven, and whatever. Mm. Um, very clearly, we can do that because there's an episode missing. <laughs> so you can absolutely miss episodes, and it's mm. still going to explain it to you at the end. Yeah, that's a very yeah. good point. I think that there is a situation in which I would recommend it to someone, and that would be if, for whatever reason, they they hadn't had the pleasure of engaging with much animated stuff you know i think it is a great gateway into animated storytelling even if a lot of it is you know derivative and building from from other things i mean that is that is how you make things that is how everything is made that is certainly how the mcu is made in many ways and i think this is a a really nice demonstration of how animated series 
are their own level of storytelling, how you can tell kind of universe-numbing stories at great scale or with great pace or with huge imagination in a way that you're just not going to be able to logistically do in cinema. And I think if you haven't enjoyed animated things because, I don't know, you don't like the style or it's just never really appealed to you, I think this might be a really nice gateway. And just like a kind of, well, you already understand the characters, you already have this background. I think that this will help you appreciate or like give you a way of enjoying what you can do with animation that you wouldn't see elsewhere, maybe. I think I think I would really enjoy that for this. I think that would work as long as someone did already have a reasonable understanding of the characters in the MCU. Hmm. Yeah. Because, like, without that, because there is no introduction of them, really, it's it relies on our, uh, our understanding. That's very true. Yeah, it's, it doesn't work the other way around. It doesn't work as a, so you like animation, here's an introduction to the MCU. It absolutely <laughs> yeah. does not deliver the <laughs> other way. <laughs> Well, I imagine, actually, that's a great point that we haven't mentioned anywhere on the journey. Imagine if this is where you started, because whatever, you're a kid with Disney Plus. <laughs> and you're like, oh, Captain Carter looks cool. Really excited to see more of her in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on what overall, generally? I feel like more is going to come out on the way. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we're yeah. all going to go on a journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to talk about some of the overall stuff because I have a few thoughts, mm. but they springboard from this is why this one worked and the rest didn't sort of thing. Mm. Well, you've mentioned the homework, which I assume both of you have done. Laura always sets us magnificent homework when hosting. <laughs> it's, it's genuinely enjoyable. <laughs> Thank you. Also, don't give you much time to do it, unfortunately. No, <laughs> no that's the thing to do. If all my homework On was set an hour and a half before... <laughs> recording before the due date this is terrible it's terrible academic advice but for me. cool so magnificent why are we using the word magnificent on this show sorry marvelous it's marvelous so firstly let's let's talk about you you know we we're saying lots of things that we did like so what's your top three episodes so, third favourite, Ultron. What if Ultron, Ultron, Ultron? I, I, I'm terrible with it. These names are not good as well. I've got a list here which includes Avengers Murdered, Killmonger, Party <laughs> Thought. Like, cause I can't remember what the shipping titles are. Um, what if Ultron, Ultron? And then number two, Guardian. what if Guardians of the Multiverse? And then number one, what if T'Challa Star-Lord? Ah, interesting. As, as I'm sure you can understand, it galls me for that not to be Tilda. Um, clearly. <laughs> but when I reflect back on them, I mean, and it's it's almost surprising that wasn't the first episode because that's the one that does everything that I want this show to do. I want it to take the box and shake it and see if things fall out in different ways, effectively. Where... A lot of the other episodes don't do that. They are retelling some of the stories we know just with a few things muddled up. Even even that Killmonger one, which is a very good episode. Your mileage may vary. But it's still sort of telling the Black Panther story just a little earlier and with slightly different attendees to the party. Um, but T'Challa Star-Lord says, what if this character is fundamentally different? But what if they then go on a different adventure with characters that you know from other things? The, the fact Thanos is just there and part of the team. The fact Nebula turns up as this stunning blonde, um, or what's the what's the film noir? Bombshell. No, the the film noir. Oh, um, a femme fatale. 
femme fatale sort of character. And then they have a heist, which I think the heist is better than the Ant-Man heist. Um, mm. And then it does Wakanda in a slightly different way and sort of says, right, Wakanda's evolved a space race and space program going on over here. Like, brilliant. It's told me a new story with interesting shaking up of the way things have happened. And, and I don't feel I necessarily got that from anything else. Mm. And and it left me, you know, if I use the, 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 the food analogy, and we like a food analogy, that one left me satisfied. And like I had eaten well and, and dined. Whereas even, even Guardians of the Multiverse, I sort of finished and went, oh, I've got to go and do some reading and fill up on the rest of it now. Because <laughs> it's not quite satisfying in the same way. I must say I'm surprised. This is great. Good. Yes. Good choices. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're very kind. I mean, there were only nine and I had to choose three, so... I thought you chose very nicely. <laughs> uh, Abby, did you manage to narrow it down to three in an order, or just three? Oh, I did. Three th- I did three in an order because mm. I, I take these things seriously, and I believe in ranking wherever possible. Um, <laughs> except, except <laughs> academically, because that's wrong. <laughs> um, at number three, Party Thor. I didn't do titles at all, obviously. Um, wow, okay. I know, I know, yeah. I know. We can talk about it, it's fine. Madness. At, at, at number two, <laughs> at number two, Star-Lord T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Um, and at number one, as absolutely no surprise to anyone, Doctor Strange. <laughs> absolutely the best thing I've seen on television in a really long time. Yeah. Really, has... really great. It has tilled us. Yeah. Why wouldn't yeah. you love it? You, know? you didn't even put it in the top three. Tilda is it, sad. It is my four, to be fair. Um... <laughs> Tilda is sad now because of you, Matthew. <laughs> Requisite number of Tildas doesn't even get in the top three. There we go. It's my number one. And so remind us why. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, the Doctor Strange one is absolutely perfect. Everything is perfect. Everything is great. Um, yep. So that's good. Uh <laughs> <laughs> quite a short podcast and if, and if you want to listen to 45 minutes of us arguing about that and just me reiterating no it's great no i think um i, I think i think it's got a, a bleakness and inevitability about it which i'm really delighted that the series doubled down on and in fact extrapolated into something meaningful overall i thought that was really interesting that um i, I was a little bit annoyed that uh that we had to sort of go back to slightly pitying that Stephen at the end, which is why I didn't put the last episode in my top three at all, because I thought it slightly undermined the the excellent uh, learning curve and growth he demonstrated in that episode. Um, I also thought it had some wonderful animated moments. I thought that uh, all the monsters and everything were wonderfully done, and I really enjoyed that kind of exploration of, of... sort of myths and knowledge and magic acquisition and, and all of that. It was just all all great, delighted, hurrah. Um Starlord's Chala is where I suddenly thought, oh maybe I am glad I'm doing a podcast about this after all, because you know, <laughs> I I wasn't sure how it was gonna go. And then it it just felt very confident, very interested in its characters, really knew that it had something to share with us, had a lot of fun on the way but kind of that really that fun that comes from being a fan of something i mean guardians 2 is is my favorite marvel film it's one of my favorite films full stop and this does something really interesting with all those things that i like and and again it doesn't undermine it 
It doesn't do that kind of the fan service concept of, oh, no, maybe you would have preferred this, which is what I was a bit worried this show might become, mm. was that kind of fanfic version of like, oh, maybe you just wanted them to run a cafe. That said, I would. that's another conversation for later in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a fan service series. It's its own thing. It's got its own stories to tell. And this was an original story inside a universe we know. Everything's a bit to the left. Everyone is slightly different. And all the ways in which people were affected were consistent with everything we already know. And then the events, it was consistent within itself. I was great. It was all good fun. I really enjoyed that. Party Thor. Well, I needed a laugh. And I laughed quite a bit in that. Um, I, I do agree that there were characterizations of Thor that were not that were really odd choices and I'm not sure why they were there and didn't like it. Um, but there were other things that I really liked, really liked the Loki in that episode. Um, really enjoyed the kind of, it, it felt like that kind of one-off episode, that weird caper thing that you get. Like, like some of those episodes of Supernatural where everything is just weird and you come out of it going, well, that was odd. Um, but a nice change from the monster of the week that I was getting a bit bored with. And in this case, I guess the monster of the week was just kind of that. It had been a bit grim and this was really good fun. Mm. And um, yeah. <laughs> How about you, Laura? Well, you have, I'm now rethinking half my ranking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to take hosting privilege and I'm having four. Why not? Treat yourself. But I have a good reason. Well, it's more like three and a half. So third is what if we're Ultron 1. Second is zombies, and then first is um, what if all the Avengers were murdered? Well, crikey! But what I'm rethinking is my fourth one is T'Challa becomes a Star Lord, mm. and the reason I'm at three and a half is because zombies. It depends on whether I get my happy ending, <laughs> or if we get the nihilistic zombie ending. You get what you see. <laughs> if it's not on screen, it's not there. <laughs> Uh, and what was on screen was zombie Thanos in Wakanda. Yeah, you you don't you don't you can't have it conditional on your retcon, which which I enjoy. Re- it's not a retcon. It is. It's an interpretation, Abby. <laughs> it it it. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, so uh, T'Challa for all the reasons you said, and I think uh, was it Matthew who said that? Well, one of you said that it was the uh, sort of perfect encapsulation of what it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's absolutely right. If I had to point to one, I said this is what What If should do mm-hmm. for season two. Then I think everything you said as far as what they did with the characters and it was enough of a change, um, and enough, but enough was recognisable. Uh, so yeah, really good balance with that. Assuming my top three includes the zombies, then the What If Ultron one, uh, I just, I really got quite excited about the idea that this thing was building to something. Mm-hmm. At that stage, that's, that became quite clear. I liked the... I mean, basically, I like anything with Natasha in, as you know. So Apocalypse Natasha and Clint and, and the work they were doing, I really liked that. And also, this performance, or this, sorry, this writing of Natasha felt probably the strongest in the series for it being that balance of humour and stoicism that we get from mm. um, sort of mid-timeline uh, there and then and the zombies I just I don't watch anything like that like in live action at all 
and so I suppose it was just a bit different for me in a way. Uh, and and it definitely felt like a a big change to the world. Mm-hmm. And then the world, um, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? What if all the Avengers were murdered? I really enjoyed. You know, I love a mystery box. I love a mystery, and um, and having rewatched, I can't believe I didn't realize it was Hank Pym, <laughs> or an Ant Man at least, or even you know, what's the yellow one called? Yellow oh, he jacket. is the yellow one, and he is actually yellow jacket. Mm. Yeah, so I just can't believe I didn't, but I didn't, and it focused on the main heroes that I like, and, and I just uh, there was a lot of widow, so I was quite happy with that. It only works if if it's happy zombies. Not happy zombies. Happy, happy non zombies. <laughs> so looking at the other end of the scale, what are your bottom three episodes? So I said the Killmonger episode was quite good in some ways. But it's still episode like seventh best. Mm. It's still pretty weak and annoying. Cause I can't even really remember it except for oh, okay, it's doing that story. Okay, it's that story. Okay, it's that story. Okay, it's left us without an ending. Good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and number eight is Avengers Murdered. <gasps> because, oh, it's doing this story. Okay. Okay. I don't know what I'm watching or why I'm watching it. Oh, the Loki thing's interesting. Oh, it's ended. <laughs> <laughs> um, the bottom episode is Party Thor. Because I, I, I'm annoyed at the party Thor. I think it doesn't hold together as a concept to say, right, he's now a um, only child. And this is what he is. <laughs> I, I almost feel like you could take the what if thought experiment further and do something even more with it. Um, but fine. Yeah, fine. Whatever. Uh, I don't like the way... I don't like the way it treats Captain Marvel. Mm. Hey, she's a fun killer, which she's not, and I don't think she should be, but fine. But I really don't like the fact that it's all spoiled at the end because he summons Mjolnir and it's got graffiti and a bra hanging off it. And I'm sure we've seen it a lot long before this and it didn't. And we've just seen them tidying up and doing all this stuff. Why was Mjolnir the thing that was left alive? It just feels like... And then the cupboard flew open because everything was crushed in it and they saw exactly what happened and all the people in the other room or something. It just... But no one could lift Milner to be able to clean it. Yeah, to lift it. Well, maybe if the bra was trapped underneath it. It's it's not a good ending. I like the idea that Milner was still off having a good time. <laughs> party Milner. Yeah, Party Milner was off partying until he needed to return. This this universe's cap was uh, <laughs> partying with it. Yeah, it's every chance. I would be surprised. It just I, there is something in that that annoyed me. Mm. I mean, there were, there were things in it that annoyed me too, and I do empathise mm. with what on, you're saying. On, on top of everything else about it, I'm just ugh, no, no. Although the bit with Ultron at the very end is kind of cool. Mm. Abby, water at the bottom of your barrel. Number three, zombies. God, there were a lot of zombies in that zombie thing, weren't there? <laughs> there just were. Um, I mean, we'll talk about moments later, and, you know, not everything was bad, but almost all of it was, um, particularly the middle to end, and I didn't like the beginning either. 
Um, <laughs> That's quite comprehensive. Uh, just, uh, just really, just like of all the things you could do, even you know with zombies, nah, just nah. And you know, I didn't. Again, like the scene that we get at the end, which is the kind of the payoff for that episode in in the finale with um, zombie Scarlet Witch and the zombies falling through. Cool animation, but ultimately wasted. And I, I think that I felt that a lot about that episode. Mm. Number two uh, is number two least favorite is uh, what what if Earth's Avengers were all dead, everyone died again, um, mightiest lost dead ones. I can't remember it. I can't keep it in my brain. I thought it was quite dull. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like I do like Apocalypse Natasha, but I couldn't really see her in that episode, and I can't really remember her in that episode. But I'm glad she wasn't she was in that there. episode. Well, okay, which episode was she in? She was in uh, the la- the last two. Yeah, but which world did she come from? The, she the, went back to that. That the, was the payoff. Where the, she went yeah. back the to first... one where everyone had she died. Was, she was dropped there because that Natasha had been killed. Yeah. That was it. That was the thing that I liked is that mm. is that she got to go and be in in that. But I don't remember anything that happened in it. I really don't actually, and I saw it at least twice. I just apparently just nothing. What if nothing? Um, it, it really stresses me out, and it just kind of makes this vacuum-shaped space in my brain. <laughs> I really don't know exactly what it is about Marvel, but some things just have this effect on me. I think like maybe it's you know with certain aftershaves, and everyone's like, "What's well, an amazing aftershave?" And I'm like, "That is terrible. You're like poison." It's like that. I guess I, it's some kind of like scent-based reaction that I'm having to these episodes. I think it's just something just. It's like a void. Are you saying so they stink? Episode... Yeah. Okay, good. I'm seriously going to be thinking through my perfume choices if we ever meet. Right? <laughs> it's a lot of pressure, Abby. No, just some episodes of the void, and that was one. And the number one that I didn't like the most was um, What If Captain Carter? Because it transpires that if you can't remember any of the lines from any of the other films, <laughs> you don't know what you're watching, and you don't get the joke, and it's not very good anyway. Um... As as a kickoff to the series, it just it wasn't great. Um, and I like Haley Atwell and Principal and Captain Carter and Principal. And there were a couple of things. Unfortunately, I, we have a podcast, so I think we covered them at the time. I can't remember any of them. I think I like I liked her scale. You know, yeah, the, yeah, the shape. I, I continue to enjoy that. That was still fine. But saying you like the shape of Captain Carter doesn't really <laughs> seem like the most positive thing to come away with it. From. I, no, it just it just felt very pointless to me, and it made me think. It made me worry. So mm. thank goodness we got mm. the second episode quick after. I I started a rewatch as well, Laura, but I got maybe halfway through that episode. I was just other stuff I want to be doing, frankly. Mm. Um, and and it, it, it did make me think, like, why is the T'Challa Star-Lord episode not the first episode? It's too good. I think it sets mm. a standard that actually the other episodes wouldn't keep up. And I, and I, I mean, I, <laughs> I did like it. But I think that that is also true. And mm. I think that Captain Carter is also something that people would talk about enough. You know, sometimes what if the imagery, mm-hmm. the conversation, let's gently gently here and, and just kind of see get people used to mm. animation and I think also by as it transpired rehashing a lot of dialogue and things in there it just kind of reorientated people mm. a bit because we'd just come off the back of Loki which let's just say at best had mixed reception um, 
Mm-hmm. I actually think that was quite a sensible choice. And it also, it didn't give any suggestion that there would be more, really. Mm. Um, like, it, it felt very self-contained, I mm. think. So. I, I, I was thinking about, you know, the, the things I was going to say about why T'Challa Star-Lord was so good and why could I compare it to Captain Carter and say why Captain Carter didn't work in the same way for me? Mm. I think it's because although they go, oh, you know... Steve Rogers couldn't go in and then the British female goes in. And so it's, you know, a wholly different thing. She's still so similar to Steve Rogers, even just in in their character. And she's an important part of the characterization of him in leading him to, you know, becoming the person that we know. I sort of wish it had been. What if Howard Stark was Captain America? You know, what if what if someone fundamentally very different went through that process? And what does that look like then? And again, shaking up the box and seeing what happens. I think she is fundamentally very different. I just think you wouldn't know it from that episode. Yeah, exactly. Because you could play on, you know, a woman in those times, not necessarily allowed to fight in the same way, but now she's got the super strength. Well, it's almost jokey, the Bradford, Bradley Whitford stuff. Mm. Um, annoyingly so. They could have done more with that. They could have done the whole British thing and who actually owns it and the super serum and what does she fight for and what does she mean? And I think they tried to lean into a sort of Britannia look with her. Mm. Yes. But that doesn't really come to anything. It's not. It's it's not a feature of it, and and it could have been. I, I it just felt like they realised that they were going to have to do a lot more research if they were going to pull this off and not spark <laughs> an international incident. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they just didn't bother. <laughs> I mean, that is, uh, that is one of the things. So I can now reveal that Captain Carter is my third from the bottom. Okay. Ooh. And I think, I think in some ways, absolutely, it was the right one to start with because it was. Abby said, sort of easing people in and, and explaining and, and to start with, I was like, oh, that's the same shot. Oh, that's the same shot. And that was cool. But then it was kind of, oh, that's the same shot as well. And that is one. And it just, it kind of, that they just kept the mirroring going on far too long. Mm. And then when they did change things, it didn't change that dramatically. But I mean, Matthew was saying, if you put someone else in that situation, you get US agent. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Though I would have loved to see uh, Dominic Cooper I think that would be very interesting. That that yep. Howard Stark mm. uh, would be really cool. And yeah, and there were bits of it that just didn't feel like they hung together properly. Um, the the fact that she's that the, the difference is she's in the room. Uh, oh, I don't mm. know. That just felt a little bit. Oh. Mm. Um, I'd, I'd need to rewatch that scene to remember the difference because I can't remember. Words that she spots that he's about to set the bomb up. But also, and this might be my memory of uh, the first Avenger being a bit cloudy, but I thought that the bomb went off in the viewing mm. area. And here, I think it's not. I think it's in the main. But anyway, because I, uh, I feel uh, like just... it goes off after the process as well. Yeah, it does. So, yeah, it does. Uh, so I don't know. I just. I think it was a good start, and I liked it when I watched it. But uh, particularly on rewatch, I think the the thing with with it being her being not being Captain Britain, and this whole but having the Britannia look. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'd end up with just watching a animation about contract disputes or something, wouldn't we? <laughs> Brilliant! Which... Bring it on. <laughs> Avengers assemble toward it. That's all we're here for. I mean, we keep asking for more accountancy. <laughs> you keep asking for more accountancy. I am not being tired with that brush. 
I felt like Matthew asked for it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, Matthew, yeah, I'm, you. I'm... Collective yeah. you. Yeah. Y'all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah y'all. God, I wish I could pull off y'all. Mm, can't this say it. Can't perfect. Say. Perfect. Gender neutral. That's great. Plural you, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Continuing so, your list. Yes. Uh, so second from the bottom is the Killmonger saved Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just found it a bit dull. Even though uh, I thought Michael B. Jordan was excellent. And also I think the animation was the closest to his mm. likeness. Mm. Uh, so that should have all worked great. I think the fact that there was so much Tony Stark in it when it wasn't Robert Downey Jr., and not just from a voice point of view, but just from performances we've talked about in, in mm. great detail through the other episodes. Um, but also, I, don't know, I just found it a bit dull. And the, what I wanted to see was Shuri and Pepper with a big gun that we get at the end, and then we only see for a little little okay. moment in the mm. finale. Mm. Uh, and then I'm not going to bang on about it because I think we've given it enough uh, critique already, but my bottom one is Party Thor. Uh, and the thing is, I was begging, as same as Abby, I was begging for something a little lighter. I think during the week before the party, Thor, we were talking, uh, you know, well, what what could be fun scenarios that they could do because everything's been a bit depressing, other mm-hmm. than the um, T'Challa one. But yeah, there were just, I just found it annoying. And normally, I, I should have loved it. I should mm. have loved it because I love Easter eggs and and what have you. And I actually liked Party Thor in the finale. Yeah, he's good so, in that last one. I think it really was just around some of the characterization and same as you, the um, Captain Marvel mm. yeah. being the, and, the uh, nag. And the Captain Marvel thing, it made me think that I, I, I'm disappointed and I hope future seasons do this more. I, I want the show to be really knowing and I don't think it was. It feels like a show where each episode was written by different people. And they didn't sort of see some of the overarching stuff because we've, mm. we've made comments as we've gone through that... You know, they, they've they not treated women well in this series in general, which we could go on a whole rant for. But particularly, like, we keep having to see Black Widow being killed. Um, mm. Captain Marvel, over the last couple of episodes, ends up being fun killer. Or we have to show that she's really powerful, but we can still beat her. Mm. Whereas there's there, one of the reasons I like Superman as a character is it forces writers to come up with interesting stories because he's so powerful. And I'm yeah. hoping Captain Marvel gets the same thing, but this is just power escalation people mm. being more powerful than her but particularly like we've said they have killed Cap- tony stark a lot and and i sort of at some point want them to go and lean into even that last episode could have had a line of stark stay here you can survive this one just <laughs> j- just show me that you know what you're doing a bit more meta mm. and and i don't think it's done that enough and i think it really could because the watcher is us because the watcher is aware of all these different things mm. um and and it's a shame it's a shame they didn't build on some of that do a sort of rule of three throughout it of set it up mm. reinforce it invert it and so on so yeah i suppose even if it's just the watcher making comments yeah because of his overarching knowledge yeah that's mm. interesting so f- having looked at our favorite and least favorite episodes what about favorite moments Little nuggets of joy. Rocket in the sink in the party Thor episode. <laughs> just, just makes me laugh. It just, I just love it so much. It's such a great little moment. Um, I think there are quite a lot of of moments and lines and bits. Um, not necessarily 
things I can remember. But um, but I know that along the way there have been, yeah, lines, bits, thoughts, um, good speeches. It's it's had some. It's not that nice way you did the homework, Abby. <laughs> I have to did. Be honest. I, no. This, this series was filled with favourite moments. <laughs> and did I do too long of a ramp. I'm up? sure no, you no, all have no, some of them. No. <laughs> I'm going somewhere. It's a paragraph. I'm just annoyed, okay? Because my conclusion is, the thing I remember the most, and the thing that really stands out for me, and the thing that I flipping liked, is um, Vision in the zombie episode. Mm. And that's the thing that stands out for me the most as really, really good. Just, like, as a bit, as a as a single mm. kind of character-ness from all of this. And it might be Paul Bettany, and it might just be because I love him. Yeah. But actually, no, I just really, really like the whole idea of him kind of keeping Wonder alive in any form whilst trying to sort this out. It just felt so accurate. And I loved the kind of wrestling that he was doing internally around it and just how how disturbing and desperate it was and I I thought that was so great and I could have watched a whole episode of that instead of that many zombies but it got a lot done in a very short bit of time in an episode that was not actually about that mm. and I thought that that was, that was really really good and then you know when I'm <laughs> talking about kind of lots of bits and things that I can't really remember a lot of them are just kind of moments of background illustration or here's a world here's somebody being punched through a cityscape that we'll see for half a second mm. here's a planet that might or may not be in Star Wars which is like exactly the right <laughs> level of conversation for this fandom like that's that's a little treat for Twitter mm. that's nice mm. good job um you know here's zombies falling through a crack in the multiverse here's <laughs> Things that we just can't do any other way um, and can't afford. But the imagination has been really high. Even things like kind of how the Watcher is framed. So imaginative and interesting. And I can't remember all those individual bits, but the way that he's always kind of looming and in there throughout mm-hmm. the episodes, that weaving. Um, I, just, I just think that it has, in a way, been a collection of really great moments. Um, and I have some others, but they will come out in other discussions on the way. Okay. All right, who did an organised list then? I, I I have one particular favourite moment that I want to call out. But, um, I'm pretty sure I've called out others as we've gone, but because I wasn't on episode eight, I get to call it out here. Mm-hmm. The bit where Ultron sees the Watcher, and and you mm. get the the point of view shot of the Watcher where he recoils is really good. Mm. It it almost felt live action. It was so good, and I think they know that's the sort of pinnacle moment for this series. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And, and then when you're exactly right, Abby, when they then did a lot of the multiverse breaking stuff, and you had uh, Ultron. I keep trying to call him Vision. When you had Ultron looking for the Watcher mm. through the sort of crystalline mm-hmm. dimensions that we saw, it's good. It's interesting. It sort really of good. you know sets up as and when we see that in other films or media. It already has a visual reference, a visual style, mm. so we'll understand what different dimensions look well, like. That's nice. Mm. Mm. So yeah, that's that. It it just stands out so much. When I think back on this, that's the one. No, that that made my list as well. Good. Hits us with your list. Mm. 
well, I just started listing things and then I stopped because it was getting a bit ridiculous. So this is a, this isn't necessarily my absolute favourites, but it's the first ones I thought of. The little CrossFit joke in uh, episode three, where Coulson, mm. no, where oh god, it was um, Hawkeye as well, where Hawkeye mentions that I don't know Jones can't lift it and he does CrossFit, talking about Milner, and it just made me laugh every time I watched it. It's so simple, but it's just I don't know, delivery. Just really like it. Talking of laughing, Peter's orientation video in the zombies episode. I loved it. Oh, interesting. Uh, not just because of the Bucky shower scene, but it just, I thought it perfectly captured, you know, what they'd done in the films with those similar kind of little home videos and, and gave us a lot of information we needed, but in a fun way. Uh, lots of little visual jokes. I really enjoyed in Captain Carter, Howard interrupting Peggy and Steve when they're in a romantic moment and then he appears in the window and says, oh, no, 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 go on, go on. And I liked it. I think in part as well, when I look back, there was not a lot of romance in this. I mean, I know the MCU is not exactly sexy, sexy, but there there were things being done for love, but it was all very dramatic, epic. You know, Vision with Wanda and um, Doctor Strange with Christine. But I think this was the only romantic bit I could really think of. I'm not count- counting what was going on with Party Thought and um, and Jane. <laughs> Which is funny because I, I, I counted that as love at first sight. I thought I that mean, was awful. Yeah. And, and we got to see Darcy get married. So <laughs> that's love. I'm not- <laughs> Uh, and then episode three, the murder one, Loki's hello, god of mischief, at the end yeah. to Hank Pym. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Perfect. Yeah, that's uh, good. The zombie cap reveal, even though I'd seen it on the trailer, the build up to it, and with it being dark on the train, and then the mm. the reveal, and I think the design of that, it really. And I don't know if it's just because it was Cap, uh, Steve Cap, anyway, and. Uh, and just the idea of him being a zombie and just, uh, I don't know, but it was just, I thought that was really well done. Uh, and then at the end of episode seven, Watcher's little, <laughs> what the hell, when he sees Ultron mm-hmm. turn up. The Watcher throughout, I've really enjoyed. Uh, and as you say, Abby, the way he sort of started to just be seen very slightly in the background um, of some of the uh, landscape shots and then mm. has been brought through. That was done very well. There, there was a comment in the build-up to this of the accent he used. That Jeffrey Wright is by and large using his own accent for this mm. um, as a American, mm-hmm. uh, East Coast chap. But he, uh, uh, the quote is that he didn't want the character to sound like some Oxford-educated old fusty guy in a Tudor parlour somewhere. There are a couple of times when the accent does feel a little incongruous with the thing there's a couple of things with it where it really is very casual mm. and and i now can't remember any lines but when i'm just oh that it, it, it feels like i'm expecting something slightly different and i think i will you know obviously get used to it as we watch more mm. and have more of this character um i i don't know if it's the same moments you're thinking of but i quite liked it when he slipped and so it you know it's quite portentous mm. um his his performance mm-hmm. and then when like when uh ultron turns up at the end of the party thor episode she's like what the hell i i liked yeah. those slips i don't know if that's what you're talking about yeah there's there's something particularly in 
the bit talking about um, Ultron looking for him or something, and mm. and, he, and he talks where where he's obviously talking less as a I'm now narrating this story, yes. and this is you know he was once a hero, and now he's going to when he sounds more like a person. Mm. Uh, there's just something about it that didn't quite sit or feel right for the character. But so, would you feel the same way? Do you think if it was a older English accent? Well, that's that's my concern, <laughs> and that's and that's a Matthew problem, TBH. Mm. Um, but it 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 feels like that would suit the character more, and mm. I don't know if that's just because that's the sort of thing we always see. So it's good to see something different, frankly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I. I mean, obviously he does have an American accent, but I don't think I'd notice it. You know, some voices, mm-hmm. particularly when you know them. I mean, there's some actors, I would really struggle to tell you whether they've got an American or a British accent. Okay, right. And so I think with this, he's got such a lovely, rich voice. Mm. that I don't think I really clock the American accent of it all. Maybe I'll, I'll re-watch episode eight and come back to you mm. with what I mean, I if think he, if he was pulling out the y'all... <laughs> Then, then yes. <laughs> what if y'all? <laughs> I, I feel a bit like if the Americans created the multiverse, they get to run it. Um, <laughs> and I, I know what you mean. I, I felt like his kind of authoritativeness did slip a little. But I suppose I just imagined it. I mean, we, I think we talked a bit, didn't we, Laura, about like mm-hmm. how exactly the Watcher was recording this, and if he was doing it as a voiceover, and the kind of what his performance was like and I think I kind of felt of it almost as like a kind of fireside you know rocking chair Mm -hmm. narrative and I and I actually quite liked the variety in his voiceover and and I felt that there was a tone that seemed to shift as the story was shifting and I felt like that matched his kind of increasing visibility in the stories and the the distance between us and the watcher narrowed, so I assumed that they mm. were they were doing it deliberately and, and mm. making that choice and stopping it being quite so removed. Mm. And you know, nothing is so fictional as an American portrayal of Oxford University. Um, you know, it's it's not necessarily what I would want. I think it would annoy yeah. me no end. I, I think you're absolutely <laughs> right that if the voice was John Hurt, it would feel absolutely spot on. It would also, Always. though, feel a heck of a lot like Doctor Who. And we would okay. not be able to watch it without assuming. Oh, I'm thinking, didn't he do a Tales of the Unexpected series? Storyteller! Storyteller, yeah. <laughs> it, it feels exactly like that. Yeah, but I, I would not... I would not... It's not that. It's... Marvel (laughs) and I think that that's the thing I I kind of for me this is first and foremost an American multiverse full of by and large American superheroes and it would it would just feel really incongruous to me to have someone else telling that but again I I I felt like I, I really enjoyed this watcher and I think you know we can talk about other things that we might like to see. And Laura's mentioned a few times. Where are the other watchers? <laughs> and I think I think it'd be nice to see a, an an international, an interuniversal <laughs> cast of watchers, um, perhaps telling us stories about you know a whole universe of superheroes we've yet to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think yeah maybe. But for this one, it, it felt right and it it felt like it grounded it for me in. This is that kind of storytelling. This is not. <laughs> this is not something John Hurt would narrate. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? Hmm. 
So that takes us on to best animation. And I have great hopes from you two because you guys pay attention to this <laughs> stuff. For me, it comes into that Doctor Strange episode. And, mm. and Abby, I think I'm probably stealing what you might say here as well, because I, on the episode, I described it as being sort of Ghibli-esque. And mm. it is the way some of the characters look, the way they move, that interaction in the fight. It has such a leaning into fantasy that even with Shang-Chi and some of the other films they've done, they've not quite gone to fantasy. It, it's tried to remain very much in science fiction side of things. Um that that I I quite appreciated seeing it in that way and seeing that they were going okay let's let's learn from what does it well is is how I interpret it um, so I I loved seeing the characters being called up the fights between them him gradually changing as he amalgamates more characters into his power source mm. great loved it mm. I'm really looking forward to our strong chi conversation if you think that wasn't fantasy. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to our conversation too. <laughs> yeah, compared to what they could have done, I think is the point. You know, that's the closest. We'll come to it when we talk. Mm, we'll get there when we get there. Um, I I like that every episode had something, even the kind of the train and the castle in in the first episode. Um, you know, that there was always something that was just so kind of stylized and detailed and interesting. Um, I think some of some of the ways in which the characters were drawn was really interesting. You know, we mm. talked about the discrepancies between who was well drawn and who mm. didn't seem to mm. have had the references. Um, but some of the likenesses were brilliant, and some of the the sort of the costuming choices and the details and the you know the different Doctor Strangers I particularly liked. Um, Use of tentacles has been interesting, as we've often commented. And, you know, animating a tentacle well, you know, giving it a certain, you know, humorous tentacles by the last episode. They'd learned a lot. It's great. Mm. Um, but again, everything was scale. So, you know, much as I hate the zombie stuff, just the volume mm. of it. And I know it's just a bit kind of cut and paste in, in animation, if you want, to some <laughs> extent. But... Even so, it it was really well done. Where things were large, you know, the way that you're always looking up at Thanos in in all of his mm. various mm. incarnations, the way that the animation never forgets where the viewpoint is or where the camera might be, it's 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 all been really nicely, thoughtfully done. It is a real animated series, not something we drew because we couldn't afford to mm. do it properly. It's not that. It's it's very genre aware in just the same way that that WandaVision was genre aware of itself yeah and and had some nice nods and things I think that this for me is is that with not just one kind of animation either you know it's it draws on a variety of styles and elements and things but I think well that's that's really for this is the trouble with homework you see you answer all the questions <laughs> and then you realize you're getting ahead of yourself <laughs> save that for later well, my answer's going to be considerably shorter. Uh, I thought it was good. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were they, wary. They've done some drawings that were good. <laughs> you but were like wary about this being animated before, Laura. Yeah. Um, I feel like you've kind of watched more animated things since, maybe. As well. Uh, well, I did stumble into She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Yay. As a, oh, I'll just watch one of these, and I'm now in yes. season two. Brilliant. Like, if you've got nothing else from being drawn into animated content, mm. you will not regret being drawn into it. No. Uh, I, I mean, the bits that 
in the Captain Carter episode, I thought the action was good. Mm-hmm. And I think that carried on throughout. The action felt oh, that's a good uh, dynamic. And, mm. and I think, because I have watched the whole of Clone Wars and I'm partway through Rebels at the moment. And by, by at the moment, I mean I'm partway through it and the last time I looked at it was about a year ago. And some of that was really good, but a lot of it just felt very flat. It's very samey. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the stuff towards the end, but I think towards the end they did mocap for some of the okay, um, some of it. Hmm. But yeah, I thought the action was good. Um, I have the much as I didn't really like the way that they tried to reverse Clint falling instead of Natasha in episode eight. I loved the shot of him falling towards mm-hmm. the murder bots. It just looked absolutely beautiful, mm. and that's about it. Yeah. I, I definitely want to echo the thing about the fight scenes as well. I mean, again, it's something that we picked up on on the way through that I did not even remember now. <laughs> but it really made the most of kind of the powers and mm. the scale of some of the powers. Yeah, we talked about, um, you know, how we hope to see more from, from Scarlet Witch's powers, which we maybe not mm. quite as much, but at least Captain Marvel. And again, kind of getting to see bigness of of violence without it necessarily being unwatchable mm. and there was a certain amount of punching that I think you can do with animation and, and choices made in the punching <laughs> sequence that you, you just couldn't do with live action Yeah, mm. uh, but yeah no, the fight scenes I felt had real weight and interest mm. and I think that came up a couple of times where something that could have been quite tiring was actually um, with uh, with the collector as well mm-hmm. um, we talked about mm-hmm. that you know just some really interesting choices and nicely choreographed yeah mm. So we've talked quite a bit about voice acting. Who is your MVP voice actor? I'm not sure I have one. Oh. I'm not sure there's any one that stood out. Like I said, Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright was good. He he was there. I'm not sure I would necessarily call some bit a performance. So mm-hmm. fine. Obviously Chadwick Boseman. It's mm. delightful to hear him doing stuff. But there was no one that I think, oh, that was a really good performance. Unless I'm then talking Andy Serkis or Paul Bettany mm. or Benedict Cumberbatch, who are voice actors, so they shouldn't be giving me a bloody good performance, <laughs> frankly. So I, I, I'm not sure. Maybe Natalie Portman. Because, <laughs> really? Because that's because we were I, all surprised by Natalie Portman. Because <laughs> I was surprised it was really good, and I, I, I was so surprised. I was, I was listening to it going. This is a really good Natalie Portman impression. <laughs> this is really good. I, I can actually recognise her. And it turned out it actually was her. And I wouldn't have expected to get that from that particular bit of casting. Mm. Cool. Mm. Well, if you don't have what I'm going to steal one of your slots then. Because <laughs> as usual, I can't narrow anything down. Um, so Michael B. Jordan, I thought, was a fantastic performance. Mm. I really felt he sort of leapt off the screen. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, as we've already talked about, really, really enjoyed that. But um, my, my top one is Lake Bell as Widow. And again, that's very personal to me because the fact that she made me really believe that these lines were widow, given mm. she isn't Scarlett Johansson. And I've watched the Black Widow film a lot recently. <laughs> so I, I thought she did really well. I, I think some of the writing was a little up and down, as I've said about four or five times now over these episodes. But I think uh, I think her performance 
It didn't sound like Scarlett Johansson, but still embodied widow. Yes, I think that's kind of the the reinterpretation one, mm. isn't it? And that's been really interesting to have. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, of, of, of all of those impressionists, mm. you know, the, those bits of casting, yeah, that's that's the one that would stand out. Mm. And what about your LVP, least valuable player, on the voice side? Oh, Abby, did we get your MVP? Oh, sorry. We did not. We did not. Um... But I have loads, obviously. Um, I think probably I just can't not say Chadwick Boseman because I think, as I've, again, said regularly, um, it it felt like more of a performance and and almost Mm. sort of a a summary, a note, a goodbye. Mm. It it felt like a gift, I think, a lot of those Mm -hmm. lines. I I thought it was over and above um, a performance and... Yes, uh, this the series. If if nothing else, really made me miss the work that we might have had, mm. um, and appreciate what we did have. Uh, mm. So that's that's certainly something. Um, obviously, other other than that, Paul Bettany and Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, as you say, they should do well. They did do well, thank mm-hmm. goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that lovely reveal of isn't that Benedict Cumberbatch? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have worked if it had been Tony Stark. Let's face it, would it? He'd be like, ah. Oh, Got to listen to that guy again. <laughs> um, not to spoil you for my L- LVP. Um, yeah. Yeah. But we had a lot of good voices. I think also I, I must give a mention to Kurt Russell, who really didn't show up for very much, but did it really thoroughly. <laughs> so that was fun for me. Yeah. Yeah. Some really good voices. And just it's it's really nice to hear voice acting i could really listen it turns out to a marvel radio series <laughs> a full cast drama no less yeah. <laughs> give me that radio four come on love it do, you could do what i did at when i was at school and i would record star trek episodes onto tape so i could listen yes. to them as i walked around you i used record to do that things yeah you could record <laughs> mcu films onto mini disc and listen to them in a very yeah, nice, nice thing with bbc comedy is they did it all for you you can, get, you can get the good life and someone tells you occasionally what's happening on screen. It's lovely. It's <laughs> Audio lovely. description. Nice. Yeah, basically, yeah. Cool. On, on Audible. It's really good. Um, <laughs> anyway. Well, well, Marvel have had scripted podcasts. Hmm. Were they good? Uh, Did they have the actors? Two, no. There's two, there's two series of a Wolverine one with Richard Ooh. Armitage playing Wolverine. Oh, that's something. Mm-hmm. Is it something? I mean... Maybe. He, was, he was good at it. Oh, look. Uh, and I think there was one called The Marvels, which I think may have had the Fantastic Four in it. I can't mm. remember now. Weird. Which was fine. But mm. I wouldn't, I, out of the two, I'd go for the Wolverine ones. Mm. But I would absolutely, you know, I'm sure you could at, at least do it with Thor. I, I think that'd be great. Mm. I'd, I'd enjoy that. Yeah. Maybe, hopefully, you know, in this world of podcasts and audio. It's something they'll branch into at some point. I would be very here for that. Yeah. I mean, it will work the same with animation, I suppose, as the actors start to age out of the roles in the films. Oh. We're just giving them all pension plans, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it'd be great. I really... Actually, now the more I think about it, the more I'd like that. Because nothing is as cheap as talking. <laughs> as we prove every week. imagination is free <laughs> and they all went into a really interesting other world <laughs> yeah 
Oh, that's great. I'd like that. Sorry. <laughs> so who who's the bottom of the class when it comes to the, the voice side of things? Tiny Stark. <laughs> it's really bad. It was really bad. Is that why we didn't get that episode? Was it just really bad? <laughs> so do you think he was the voice was bad for the character or just bad because it wasn't Robert Downey Jr.? No, I, I think that it's someone doing Robert Downey Jr., doing the character, and sometimes it's actually a really good Robert Downey Jr., mm. in, in part, and, and that's actually doesn't help, I think, it turns out. And I think your point about Lake Bell being really good, because it is not trying to be Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. is, is the mm. point there. Um, I think that perhaps it might have been better to go for a full reconsideration mm. of, of the voice. Oh, and I, I do wonder if that was one of the reasons the episode didn't happen. Oh, maybe. I, I wondered if some of it was down to writing, certainly that Killmonger episode, because there's bits in that that I think, although this is a, a very different Tony than we've had before, I just, it didn't quite mesh with mm. what we expect, the sort of casual mm. charm and confidence. So, mm. um, Flipping Sebastian Stan for me. Oh, that was bad. Right? That wasn't that dreadful. I did not expect that from him. Because if we're saying there's some impressionists... Yeah. <laughs> you know, I watched at least half oh, of gosh, the Captain Carter again. I'm going, God, who have they gotten in to do this? He's rubbish. I cannot <laughs> recognise him at all. It's flipping Sebastian Stan. So... Dire. Um, He's my vote as well. Oh, interesting. Okay. And given... We're so, so impressed with his acting in yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's one of the highlights of the not many mm. in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it just it was really bland. And and I answer, you know, if I say unrecognisable, I suppose if you don't have a particularly distinctive voice, putting on a funny voice for this isn't going to help. But it just, yeah, it just felt very throwaway. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It feels like he really didn't want to do it and made sure he wouldn't be asked back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. No to that. So as we come to the discussion of season two stuff, Mm. Um, I wanted to throw in because we we had a great comment from our friend of the show, Sarah Sarah K. Given on Twitter. Uh, I knew I was going to love Captain Carpenter, but I loved all the stuff with her even more than I expected, which is awesome. And and that's exactly the sort of thing that I think says that's one of the reasons why to put it first because it is interesting for a character who has not necessarily gotten enough love in this franchise. Uh, I really just want an animated Captain Carter show or live action. I'm not that picky. <laughs> Excellent choice, Sarah. And I think that's really nice as well, and does kind of echo that idea that you know you you get what you come for to a certain extent mm-hmm. with this series. And I think mm-hmm. you know there's there are quite a few people in the market. I think for a Captain Carter animated series. And I think of the things that I didn't love about the first episode, it wasn't Captain Carter herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as what do we want to see in the future. What I really like to see is the continuation of the Captain Carter and Widow episode mm-hmm. nine sting. Mm-hmm. Partially because I hate an unfinished story. And I want to know who the hell's in the suit because I don't think it's as simple <laughs> as Tiny Frozen Steve. Right, okay. I, I think your your theory of it being um, Steve Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. I think would be very interesting. But also it's it's the Widow and uh, Widow and Captain Carter relationship. I really liked yeah. that. That that in in terms of turning something and doing something different from what we had before, which I don't, I don't feel I got from the episode about it. Then to say that, and actually that that feels like a very different bond than Steve and Natasha. Mm. 
Um, I, I would then be interested to see how this, how Captain Carter deals with Nick Fury and and uh, this world's Iron Man, and mm. like I, I feel like it would it would come across very different. And I'm sort of here for to see what that is like again if they lean into those differences and do something with them. Obviously, yeah. So what else would we like to see from season two? Do you want more continuation? or I think I want new. I feel like this was, this is done. This was fine. This was really interesting and and nice. It kind of left everyone in a, in an interesting place. Um, I guess I wouldn't mind seeing how Nat fits in with the world that she's in. I wouldn't mind a continuation of that Mm. story because, you know, she was just happy to be alive in a different world. And that's nice. Um. Yeah, I I wonder about the watcher. I wonder how how it works with the watcher. Do you need a watcher mm. to tell the story? What does he do now? Does he kick back and chill, or does he stay involved? Or I think we would you wouldn't need him, but I think probably steps back more to his. Uh... Narration. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like you're almost going to like open on him in the library and it'd be like, so, it's been a while since you last saw me, but since then, I've opened the chain of <laughs> <laughs> golf courses or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God, if that's what they opened up. I mean, you do have a bit of a reputation for predicting things, so... It's true. Yeah. Well, you, you've talked about wanting to see them open a bakery. And, yes. And... I, I will note there was a whole period there where I didn't say anything because I was trying to come up with Thanos and oven puns and I can't, <laughs> annoyingly. Um, and now MCU characters and golf. So that's, that's the pun demands for this episode. Well, the trouble trouble is that, that, you know, there are so many great things that have been done but in, in fan fiction over the years. But... MCU Bake Off is a classic that I am desperate to see <laughs> formally done. Oh, see, now I want MCU Strictly. Yes. <laughs> we all want just 10 weeks of it. Just every yeah. week on Disney Plus, just a new episode. Um, I, I, I completely agree with you, Abby. It would be, I, I want it to be new stories and I particularly want it to be like they release a series of this after each phase of the MCU. So whatever phase four ends up containing, Mm. whenever they decide to wrap up phase four, for it to then do the Shang-Chi one and the Eternals one and the Doctor Strange 2 one, for Mm. instance, um, and leading into that route, I would quite enjoy that. I want them to go a little bit the Star Wars route. What Star Wars does very well in its extended media, which I think this, this is comparable to, is smaller stories of other characters. Mm. You know, the the, the X Wing uh, Rogue Squadron series is just phenomenal, mm. and they are minor characters in the films, and they got their whole like ten book series, which was <laughs> great, and and games and mm. comics, and, yeah, fine. But I sort of want a story set on Sakaar just before the riot starts, and we sort of see Thor Ragnarok in the background, so it helps mm. us place what's going on. But the difference is something, something else. What if happens? that kind of intersects somewhere and allows us to see it from different perspectives maybe or give us different takes on it. But I don't know whether that's that I want the unheard stories of the MCU rather than the what-if stories of the main events. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I would like to see the Loki invasion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And where that Mm -hmm. goes. 
otherwise, yeah, new stuff. And I, I think I've read something about there being a Black Widow one as a night off the off the back of the film. So okay. Yelena, Alexei, etc. The nice. weather that actually comes through. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I want my bloody Rocketeer one that I was denied <laughs> in in the last uh, in, in this season, and. I will be needing my happy ending for the zombies. <laughs> what if every season had a uh, sort of horror trope or, or or storytelling trope episode? So while zombies is a trope that a lot of shows mm. go to, particularly comedies and sitcoms and so on, next season we get their Christmas Carol take. <laughs> and rom-com. the one after they get their, yeah, rom-com one or their goes on holiday Oh, I want the goes on holiday one. I want Captain Marvel having her martinis or whatever it was, pina colada on the beach. I want Captain Marvel's day off. <laughs> yes. I really, I, I really Because she's very do. busy. Yes. Give her a Again, holiday. Uh, uh, and this goes with the podcast idea. What, what we don't necessarily want is what if we want small stories mm. in the sacred timeline. And again, I point you to fan fiction where they're all done very, very well. Yeah. And yet, mm. <laughs> sometimes you just you just want to see it canonised. Mm. Um, so yeah, I want I want the coffee shop. I want day off. Um, what else do we want? I mean, I I wouldn't mind seeing something that picked up on the kind of the Loki thing and where they are different. Where they are, you know, I want crocodile Loki. I want. Mm. I don't know, Anaconda Fractal. Steve. I want, you know, Piranha, <laughs> Piranha Captain Marvel. Just really quite... strong, angry Piranha. It's quite the nickname for Steve. That's fine. And there's, <laughs> and there's one multiverse that's just full of shrimp. Because that's quite boring. No, no, that's uh, that's Sharon on the Barbie as the. Um... <laughs> the as scroll. the sh- scroll, yeah, yeah. As the Shrek. I can't not call them Shreks. We're we're referencing the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, if anyone isn't sure. But yeah, so that's what that is. Mm. Yeah, I, I just want everyone to be somewhere else, something else, something different, different forms. <laughs> um, it would be fine. I think that would be interesting. I I think I'd like to see something really weird. Um just something a bit more kind of out there um mm-hmm. actually what, what i was gonna say before is i'd like to see more space and i gather that phase four is gonna have a bit more space um going into space you mean yeah yes. we're just just kind of in between and not necessarily kind of here we are on on an earth version mm-hmm. um mm. or on a on a this planet or a that planet but something that happens kind of in between and the characters are different like a something that's less focused on the environment which by and large also was largely the same in all the different universes like there was no point at which architecture wildly diverged from okay yeah yeah from the established planets i think is it and that's the sort of um spider-verse thing yeah you know, what yeah, if yeah. what if um you know film noir steve yeah and what if yeah. Mm. and that would be cool. Yeah, it, it, that would be particularly cool if they did the reverse of Spider Verse, which, which has a very—I know Spider Verse is animated itself, but it has a very cartoony Spider Ham. Mm-hmm. 
what if what if had a live action one of the characters <laughs> just one of them yeah who would, who would like Brie be? Larson like yeah. how are you all doing this <laughs> Brie Larson would be great at that right absolutely that that is her calling or, or you think like how Tom Hiddleston works with Muppets and things oh, oh the Muppet no, version well yeah exactly yes exactly. we did talk about when we were having the uh the conversation of what could be happier versions for them to do was Muppet Babies. Mm-hmm. Which I'd, I'd happily watch that. Oh, no. MCU I, Muppet Babies. I know what I want. I want the Broadway musical. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Broadway yeah, exactly. Avengers. A musical episode. And a that would be episode great. Yeah, yeah, but I just, mm-hmm. I want it to be a show. And they all have songs and then they're already catty or best friends yeah. or something. You, want, so, you want to you know, a variety. as well. I do. I want putting on the show, which is my absolute favourite, and and I want the show to be great. I want it to be really catchy, really okay. annoying. That's the season finale. Yes, episode, because the watcher has to put on a show to save the multiverse, so he has Obviously. to go and get different characters to play different parts. Yeah, and it's a really long finale where everyone has to learn their songs, and Captain Marvel can oh. never remember the words because she's busy. During the series, we've seen that, you know, Michelle Yeoh is really great at making costumes for people. So he gets her in as the costume person and we've got someone else's, you know, Camille Nanjiani is really good at building sets. No, Black Widow is on set design. Yeah. (laughs) Because she's back in this one. They're going to get her back. She's really good at making (laughs) stuff work. (laughs) Oh, this is great. I mean, I know someone will have written that, but um, if anyone can point me to a really great version of that story, that's all I want. I'd be really disappointed with series two now. Guardians of the Broadway bus. <laughs> you know, yeah. Exactly. Have you, have you guys seen uh, the Hawkeye trailer? Yep. Have you seen any of the Hawkeye trailer? Because I've not seen, but... No. Okay, that's fine. We won't talk about that. That's fine. I've not watched it, but I've I have... Bits of... Anyway. It's got Hawkeye when it comes it. to I mean, that's... I mean, like, let, don't let me spoil to it be too honest, much. I haven't seen a bit that has him in it. Okay. That has rather spoiled it. Oh, sorry. I was hoping there was going to be some big reveal. Oh, really? No, not really. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> a, a related question. Which of these what-ifs would you want to see developed into new properties? So, uh, an animated spin-off uh, series around perhaps one of the scenarios or one of these types one of these types of our characters or live action what would you like to see added to the disney plus stable if anything i mean if they said there was going to be a captain carter series i i would be worried historically and about research and <laughs> you know maybe it would be fine if it could be set now not then mm-hmm. um but i i think that would be interesting and maybe a chance to get a couple of more British writers in and and do something, you know, the British leg of the Marvel <laughs> behemoth. Um, I think I think I quite enjoy that. Um, and I think I I really I'm annoyed with the Killmonger episode because as I said, I just think he's such an interesting character, and I would really mm. like a what if his life is just slightly different, and I would like it not to be that story. That we've had, I would like maybe maybe a film. I wouldn't mind a longer animated film that was just a kind of real deep dive into a character. I, I feel like this has certainly shown that 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 this is not that show. 
but that that concept could be really interesting. Mm. I think I might also now Matthew said it want that with background characters. <laughs> <laughs> I had not actually considered the concept of animated film for the MCU because that would be a new addition, wouldn't it? Mm. I I mean obviously I just want Widow all the time. All the thing. Um yeah, with leg bell voicing. Uh T'Challa or Star Lord, which we're not gonna get. Oh, and I I don't want it without Chadwick. No. So no. um but but yeah, other than that, some kind of Captain Carter widow spin off. I would be watching the hell out of that whether live action and somehow they bring her back um or uh or animation i'd be a happy bunny yeah i i don't think i want any more from the end because i feel like you could really overcook the end of this series if mm-hmm. if you did anything else with it um so i think it would have to go far away do you mean that the end or are you including the post credit Oh no, I was I was sort of no, yeah. I meant the end of of the yeah series if you like the the encapsulated in the crystal fighting each other forever and all that like yes. I, I'm still not thrilled about that anyway but I do mm-hmm. think that can go over there now yeah that can be in the corner with mm. dodgy Stephen yeah <laughs> yeah I I mean I I'd really like for Captain Carter to have a story that's not about Steve that I think that's one of the reasons I like her with Widow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Steve not being around, mm-hmm. so it would need to be that widow then as well because she's never met Steve. Interesting. Mm. I feel like that would be like I I quite like to see them have sort of a kind of I don't know, you know, like in a heist film, but it'd be like that only they'd be sort of stopping the heist or doing something good, you know. Yeah, or well, there's a a good reason for the heist. The just like a really a really good you know couple of motorbikes or something and they just kind of go <laughs> and maybe they both have the shields again because that bit was kind of cool yeah mm-hmm. i don't know what you can both really effectively do with shields maybe stop a river from bursting or something <laughs> just you know cover some <laughs> shelter from the rain <laughs> cover a manhole <laughs> Just avert like we, minor doing, accidents. Pick up another skin. Yeah. I think we'll move on. Yeah. Now, Matthew, you have mm-hmm. been incredibly creative. And you've come mm-hmm. up with a little game for us and for yes. the listeners. What are we calling it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Make your own guardians of the multiverse? Yes, okay. okay. So I'm <laughs> Guardians of the Multiverse team up. Uh, and this is, if you go on to Twitter, and we will, we will include a link in the show notes, and Matthew has created a fantastic game card where we have to pick a member of the... How to, how do I describe this? Matthew, why don't you explain it to us? So in the same way that The Watcher did, you have to pick a character from each episode of the series that we have just seen. So you have to form your own Guardians of the Multiverse, uh, but you only have a certain number of pounds, points, dollars, however you want to apply it, to pick, and each character is rated at a different level. You For free, for free, because I'm so generous and because the Watcher was generous in the same way, you get Infinity Stone crushing Gamora, and you get uh, Apocalypse Natasha. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what else she would be called. And you get Zombie Wonder. Mm-hmm. So you can pick from the first episode 
going down in in order of quality, usefulness, <laughs> uh, effectiveness, strength, cost. I don't know a good word to to define it, but you could have Captain Carter, you could have Hydra Stomper Steve, or you could have Bucky. Mm-hmm. Second episode, you could have uh, Tanavir Talan. Is that his name? Tanavir, the Collector. You could have T'Challa, Star Lord, or you could have Nebula. You could have Supreme Strange. I can't remember exactly what he was called, but the the one with all the beastie what's it? Supreme Strange. Supreme Strange. Strange. I you prefer beastie have... what's it. So. <laughs> <laughs> you could have the Ancient One, Tilda, or you could have Oban, 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 Oban. Yes. From Killmonger, it's Killmonger, it's T'Challa again, and it's Angela. T'Challa's mum. <laughs> Queen oh, Ramona. Gosh. It's Queen Ramona from... Or General Ramona, I suppose. From Wakanda. And for the final episode, because, you know, it's Captain Marvel, because mm-hmm. she's super strong, and then it's Ice Thor and uh, Ice Loki, and then it's Party Thor. What cool. did you guys? What did you guys assemble in assembling your Guardians of the Multiverse? We're going from left to right. Uh, Bucky, T'Challa as Star Lord, the Ancient One, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and then keep the five quid for a cab fare home. <laughs> <laughs> and Bucky is only there as cannon fodder. Well, someone's got to go at the front. Yeah, I didn't recognise Bucky. Right on principle, or <laughs> no? I just, I just put weird Steve. <laughs> you got weird Steve. Well, because he's got brown hair, so I assume. I do not recognise your sovereign claim. Is that where we realise that's who you thought it was in the first episode all along? No, because we talked Steve. about Sebastian Stan, okay, so okay, I knew cool. it was him. Cool. Yeah, and because you know they make Peggy go strange, and he's there. Mm. So. Um, no, I would have uh, Strange Supreme and mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I'm going from top to bottom here. Um, and then both T'Challa's. And I think I think that was... Um, and Party Thor. But, I mean, then I realised that was two from one episode. And then I mm. didn't really work. And then I made quite a lot of scribbly notes. And then I put weird Steve question mark. <laughs> I thought, well, maybe I don't want anyone from that episode. <laughs> well, look, I've got Gamora. And Gamora's pretty great, which I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the people who made What If didn't seem to know. But she's pretty uh-huh. great. So I'd be happy to have Gamora on my team for free. I mean, come on. I mean, to be honest, just the freebies, you'd be doing pretty well, wouldn't you? Yeah, right. It feels like it'd be harder to organise. I feel like you'd have to say to Gamora, do you know what? This is your show. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she would not be threatened by this. It would be fine. Um, but yeah, Matthew, Tell did you just done. start with Tilda and radiate out from there? <laughs> no, I, I, I you didn't. You can't have five Tildas. <laughs> <laughs> One's enough. One's all we need. <laughs> she has range. Um, just to be totally clear, because I know we talk about Tilda a lot on this. I don't enjoy Tilda in the same way my wife enjoys Hugh Jackman. No, I don't, I don't think we thought that. I don't think we ever thought okay. that. No. Okay. <laughs> I thought, well, I thought now I'm thinking was, maybe you're protesting too yeah. much. And... <laughs> I thought it was just a general greatness and, and yeah. Um... You know, it, it, any being, film really. she's in, you just know it's going to be like it's going to be an interesting film. Might not be a good film. Sometimes but... it's from mm. the sky, in which case it's she... a great film. Well, yes, yes, yes. 
You know, so sometimes it's some weird Wes Anderson thing. Sometimes it's a film called Techno Lust. And what could you know, possibly she, go wrong? Where she plays four different characters. Um, that was that film that's one of the best films I've ever seen. The one you told me about, the vampire one. Mm, yeah, exactly. Great. Her and Tom Hiddleston being film. ancient vampires. Yeah. Mm. So, but who uh, did you pick, Matthew? Captain Marvel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I feel like if you can have Captain Marvel, you pick Captain Marvel. Yes. But I do appreciate from a storytelling perspective, Captain Carter was there to get Apocalypse Nat on side. Mm-hmm. Was was the purpose of being her. Run, run... I love you calling her Apocalypse Nat. <laughs> Thank you. That's Thank perfect. You. <laughs> um, uh... She wasn't there for a strength thing. But if you need strong person, then you get you take Captain Marvel. Uh, I would take the Supreme Strange. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's sort of again fundamental to it and very powerful. Wait, you're I... taking are you taking him instead of Tilda? Yes. <gasps> I know. This is... it, it's interesting because I don't think she's done well both in the film and in this in terms of what she can do. There's there's a bit of that Obi Wan thing. She can just do everything. Mm-hmm. Um. That sounds like somebody you want on your team. <laughs> that's true. But, I'd always want Obi Wan. Supreme Strange is the most powerful thing that's ever been. But it depends. I mean, what we didn't establish is at which point it is in the episode. Because, like, I wouldn't want the Supreme Strange that hasn't learnt his lesson and done oh, his arc. I, I took the screen grab of Supreme Strange, who is hyper powered at the end of it. <laughs> but is it like how? Isn't he then locked in a pocket dimension? He's not going to yeah. be a lot used to you. Yeah, he's still in the last episode though. That's what I'm saying. It's like He's a in the last witch. episode anyway. Uh, maybe we're thinking. Right, who else? <laughs> totally um, the collector, because that if really I should be the strapline for this this podcast. Maybe <laughs> so we're, we're overthinking, overthinking this. It. We're getting We're overthinking it. As we're now over an hour and a half into our discussion. Well, are we really? <laughs> Time flies. Um, I I would take normal. In inverted commas, you know, the the Black Panther T'Challa that we know mm-hmm. and love. Because mm-hmm. um, I think it's important to have a T'Challa there because I think he's heart and soul of the team. Always. And then, however much is left, I take anyone from that first episode. And yeah, you're absolutely right. They're good for cannon fodder. <laughs> um. <laughs> Excellent. Mm. Anything else? I just, I'm, again, I feel like I've got more out of this show because we talked about it. So mm. I really hope that this is going to be the case for Hawkeye. Ah oh, yes, Hawkeye. Mm. Anyway, how are we feeling about Hawkeye? Not Tired. in general, the show. Tired. Okay. Nervous. And so, to so Matthew and I haven't seen the trailer, although I. There are things about seen. the trailer that that like, and uh, there will be no spoilers in these words. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the trailer contained elements that, given that it has to be a Hawkeye thing. Still made me think. Oh, I'd probably have it on. Mm-hmm. I, I would probably watch it anyway, given some of the elements and choices that they've made for this show. I'd mm. probably have watched it anyway, even if we weren't podcasting. But I'm glad we are. Yeah, I'm really pleased that we've done that. Well, really pleased anyway, because <laughs> it's always fun to speak with you guys. But yeah, I think otherwise I would have watched these probably once and just moved on, and that would have been it. I'm not certain I would have watched this series actually, uh, and really? I would have missed out. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, Mandy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Don't have a go to listener 
<laughs> an hour and a half into an episode. <laughs> if, she's not watch- if she's not watching these series, she's probably not listening to the accompanying podcast. She no, likes to hang no, out with no, her no, I've listened to plenty of series that I don't watch the thing of. All sorts uh, of things. When it comes to Hawkeye, I am curious. I like Hayley Steinfeld. Feld. Her. And bits of the trailer that I've accidentally seen look interesting. And I just hope Hawkeye isn't in it too much. <laughs> you excited for it, Matthew? I feel my stroke hour expectations are so low it can't yes. help but be good and enjoyable and just really surprise us if this and, is and, the best thing the mcu has done on tv well and, uh, but that worries me that you know expectations were so high for things they didn't deliver and expectations are low and, and generally that does help you know it mm. does make something better when you don't go you know mad max fury road is one of the best films i've, I've ever seen yeah because I did not expect that to be good. John no. Wick is great because I did not expect it to be good. See, so, I've heard so much about John Wick. I feel that I have to wait a really long time until I watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, it, you know, so I sort of feel like it might hit that. It might go, oh, this is really meta and really clever and delivering mm. all the you know, world-building stuff that I love or something. It might just it might just do it. Um, and you're later. And it, well, yeah, exactly. We'll have, you know, and they will have, have read the room. They won't have read the room, though. They won't have read our room. I think our room is not the general room because I'd looked at other websites that did rankings of episodes and everyone was like, the zombies episode was so cool. Is our room amazing. not the room? <laughs> oh, no. Are uh, we not like from my voice? side of the room? <laughs> but, oh. but, you know, I I think we do not always match up to the... Direct the power and power. Yeah. It, yes, that is a very good way of saying it. Thank you. So... They might go, God, people really like Jeremy Renner. His app does really well. <laughs> you know? I, don't, I don't think anyone at Disney is thinking this. <laughs> I mean, this, this has to be the handing over to Kate Bishop, surely. Uh, I'm expecting it to be, but yeah. I think he's going to be in a lot. And uh, and we'll see. Because I, when I think about it, they, they've tried to make him in the movies the sort of everyman mm-hmm. generic mm-hmm. person who sort of comments on what's going on around him. And it will be interesting to see if they either lean into any of the story they gave us in Endgame or try to give him a more fleshed out character. I have a suspicion from the trailer about what they're going to do. And I think that if that suspicion is correct, they might have made possibly the only choice that would work. And it's a really interesting one. Okay. okay. I need you to not react react to this, but I'm rather hoping for Yelena kills him in the first episode, and then the rest of the series is Yelena and uh, and Kate Bishop. Why aren't we allowed to react to that? Because then I'll know whether I'm right about what's in the trailer. I mean, oh. as in like your your reaction. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, you can react if if, no, if the opening scene is Yelena kills him. Yeah, just don't tell us that. And forms a a, a friendship with Haley Steinfeld, and they go and work for. Um, her from Seinfeld, Julia Louise Dreyfus, and that's it for What If season one and Marvelous. Next, we're looking forward to discussing Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Until then, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Eloquent Gushing. I'm on Twitter at Laura Geeks Out. Abby, where can we find you? Uh, this AE show. And Matthew on Twitter at Matthew Vos. Well, thank you for listening. Marvelous will return. We've been overthinking this. Ha ha ha!